Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. Let's play ball. Friends, welcome back to God's Playbook. Today we continue our study of John chapter 11. The last two days we have focused on the raising of Lazarus, and today is what came out as a result of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. And so we read in John chapter 11 from verses 45 to 54. We hear in the gospel, Now many of the Jews who had come to Mary and seen what he had done began to believe in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. So the chief priests and the Pharisees convened the Sanhedrin and said, What are we going to do? This man is performing many signs. If we leave him alone, all will believe in him. And if the Romans will come and take away both our land and our nation. But one of them, Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing, nor do you consider that it is better for you that one man should die instead of the people, so that the whole nation may not perish. He did not say this on his own, but since he was high priest for that year, he prophesied that Jesus was going to die for the nation and not only for the nation, but also to gather into one the dispersed children of God. So from that day on, they planned to kill him. So Jesus no longer walked about in public among the Jews, but he left for the region near the desert to a town called Ephraim, and there he remained with his disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, this passage is important for us to reflect upon because it sees that the Jesus problem just won't go away. Even the Pharisees recognize that the signs that Jesus is is doing is having a drastic effect on the faith life of the people. And so something needs to be done about it. They can no longer continue to just ignore what Jesus is doing because the signs are becoming more and more important, more and more extravagant, more and more convincing that indeed Jesus has power. He's not just a regular person. And so the people do believe that he is from God. And this is creating a big problem for the leaders of the Sanhedrin. And so their desire to do something about it identifies that they are looking for solution to the Jesus problem we see that Caiaphas is speaking on behalf of the Sanhedrin as high priest. And so both historically and from the perspective of leadership, we see that indeed this is a historical event that took place and how the leadership at that time made decisions, that the high priest had influence and yet that the other members of the Sanhedrin also voted. So it shows that this was not unanimous, but rather the majority were opposed to Jesus and his preaching, primarily because this was a struggle of power. And so as a result, they look for ways to kill him. Sometimes, friends, sadly, in our own lives, whether it be 
a subtle way or perhaps a very direct way, a very conscious decision that you and I make, we too can dismiss good people and good acts because they might be a threat to us. We might look at others and say, well, what's their agenda? And strive to look for drama that may or may not be there. Nonetheless, when someone is doing a good deed or good act, should we not embrace the act itself? Should we not thank the person for what they're doing rather than looking for ways to pull them down or instead of giving gratitude where gratitude should be given, we become jealous or envious of that person? Are there instances in which each of us can look for ways to lift others up, to just see situations for what they are, good situations, and not look for ways to create problems where problems aren't to be found. The Sanhedrin were threatened by Jesus. Sometimes we can be threatened by others too. Sometimes we can even be threatened in the face of God in the sense that we do not feel like we want to do something that God is asking us to do for fear of what others might think of us for fear of the fact that it might be too difficult or too inconvenient. And so as a result, we're unwilling to do good deeds. Then there's the whole perspective of doing deeds that are not good, that are evil or sinful. We know what we are doing is wrong, and yet we agree to do it anyway. The Sanhedrin is looking for rational ways to justify their behavior in this passage. But the reality is, If they truly loved God, they wouldn't be doing and trying to damage Jesus's reputation, to harm him physically, emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually. And so this passage is much to give us, friends, as we recognize that the implications of raising Lazarus from the dead was a significant step to the execution and crucifixion of Jesus. Jesus would have known that this event would have truly rattled the leaders at that time. And so as a result, the consequences followed. For us, friends, we are called to recognize the great works that God has done for us. God always chooses to do the right thing, even when there are consequences that follow. Jesus is telling us to do the right thing, even if negative consequences follow. Doing the right thing is just that, the right thing to do. So may we ask God for the courage to do the right thing. May we seek times in which we are inclined to be like the Sanhedrin and dig and create drama where drama shouldn't be and isn't and actually praise others for doing good works rather than looking for ways to tear them apart. Do we want to be like Jesus? Or do we want to be like these men, the members of the Sanhedrin? It seems obvious what our answer should be. So let's make sure that that is our answer. And not just today, but let's back up our words. For God's Playbook, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us using any of our affiliate links in the description below via Budsprout, Ko-Fi, or GoFundMe. Thanks, and God bless.